Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of The Ledger Report. I believe that our actions reduced the risk of further bank failures that would have imposed losses on the deposit insurance fund, which is paid for through fees on banks. Second, we announced a new facility to provide additional liquidity to the banking system. The Fed's new lending facility, the Bank Term Funding Program, is designed to help banks meet the needs of all of their depositors. The situation is stabilizing, and the U.S. banking system remains sound. Stop the tape. Anytime you have a government official coming out and saying, everything's fine, everything's great, think the Titanic. Think captain of the Titanic. Think that you're on board the Titanic. And the captain's saying, hey, don't worry about that jolt you just, and those explosions you've heard and the, and the listing of the boat, don't worry about that, everything's fine, rescue uh, boats are on the way, and this, by the way, this, this ship will never sink. This is the attitude in the United States. This is the attitude they want us to believe. This ship, the USS United States, will never sink. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with people like Janet Yellen, in positions of power, pulling levers, affecting not only banking in this country, but every fiscal matter and, frankly, monetary matter in this country, she has a hand in right now. And between her and the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, as they like to say on CNBC, well, we got Jay. Oh, Jay's going to do the right thing. Jay knows what he's doing. Jay has read about Alan Greenspan and and Paul Volcker, and so he's learned from the other guys. Something bad is not going to happen. Okay, checks in the mail. Everything's fine. Janet Yellen says everything is just dandy. Do you believe that? Honestly, do you believe that? Do you believe Janet Yellen, who is a sycophant for the Marxist left, who was in Jay Powell's position, and is now just kind of traded places the way they do in Washington, D.C., right? They just kind of trade places, trade positions of power. The old Una party is in full force right now. If you believe Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell care about your economic security, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. It is time. I, I always try and speak frank with you, ladies and gentlemen, because you're my audience, you're my friends. You're people who maybe watched me for about a decade now. And I have never lied to you and I will never lie to you. 
I think that's something that Rush Limbaugh said once in a while as well. And you know what? I believed Rush Limbaugh. I never had a reason not to believe Rush Limbaugh. I didn't necessarily agree with him 100% of the time, but I learned from him 100% of the time. And one of the things I learned is you better be honest. You better be real. You better be you. This is what I tell people who are, well, millennials won't listen to me. <laughs> so people who ask me for advice um, for being on camera, you know, millennials know everything. So it, we just don't have to worry about that generation, right? Pretty well. I mean, I love my daughter to death. She's a millennial, but she's part of that generation. I'm not saying she's like that. I'm not saying she's stubborn. I'm not saying she's testadura or anything, okay? I'm just saying she's part of that generation. And I hate to generalize, but in general, it's the people who are older than the millennial generation who once in a while ask me about you know, some tricks of the trade. And what you, One of the things is you be yourself. I wouldn't have been able to hold you as an audience, as a viewer, if I wasn't myself. And oh, by the way, Grammy's been right about, about the same as Rush. What did Rush used to say 98.3% of the time? Who was the lone voice in the wilderness in March and April and May of 2020 when everybody was running out hoarding toilet paper, wearing a mask, not going to school, not going to church, not going to work, staying at home, scared to death? Grammy was out there crunching the numbers. Grammy was out there telling you masks don't work. Grammy was out there saying, look out for the vaccines early, early on when I was looking at the VARS data. And now today, we know what we know, right? I'm telling you, it is time right now to protect your family, yourself and your family. Here's the way I look at it for my situation. If I protect me financially, you know, you, you protect yourself with insurance. Well, we're talking now insurance against the government. We have to pull certain levers here to protect ourselves against a runaway, out of control federal government that is causing financial disaster, either in the short term or in the long term or both. And whether you believe it, it's happening now or not, well, I guess I'm going to have to prove it to you. What do you think inflation is? Honestly, what do you, what do you think inflation is? Inflation, as some people point out, is like a tax. Well, it is like a tax, only it's worse because it is systemic. And it worms its way into various and maybe all parts of our society. And... In this case, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, I lived through the 70s. I don't really remember. I was pretty young. But we didn't have the kind of stickiness of the inflation that we have now back in the 70s. It did not happen like this. So we are living through a financial, fiscal, and monetary disaster right now. Fiscal I'll get into that in just a second. The federal government is out of control. Out of control in terms of spending, deficit spending. And they talk about deficits. This, remember when they use the word deficit. As soon as they use the word deficit, everything else out of their mouth is going to be a lie. Because that's not how we calculate things in this country. A deficit is, is a trick that they use in Washington, D.C., and they can kind of spread the so-called deficit out over 10 years. They're going to amortize it over 10 years. This is crazy. It's not the way we budget. We don't do a 10-year budget and stick to it in Washington, D.C. We do a year 
over year over year budget. It's the debt that they should be talking about. Is the debt going down, Joe Biden? Joe Biden comes out there and says the deficit's going down. They're jiggering the books. They're amateur. They're saying, you know, we're, we're spending um, $10 trillion more money than we have, right? But we're amortizing it over 10 years, so it's only a trillion dollars a year, which is nonsense because the next year they're going to do the same damn thing. It's the debt to keep an eye on. And remember, it's debtclock.org. Check it out. If you ever are an insomniac and you want to fall asleep, you just dial up debtclock.org and look at those numbers. It goes 31.5 trillion with a T, trillion dollars. The financial disaster we're living through right now is inflation. What causes inflation, Milton Friedman? Milton Friedman told us what caused inflation. Very few people are saying it, other than myself, a couple people out there, the so-called geniuses on CNBC, I haven't heard him say it once. There is only one root cause for inflation, and it's Janet Yellen and Jay Powell and all the other masterminds in Washington, D.C. It's government. Only government can cause inflation. Your Ford dealership down the road doesn't cause inflation. The supermarket... That can of beans in your supermarket that's now tripled doesn't cause inflation. That's the byproduct of inflation. The shortage of cars at that Ford dealership, byproduct of a government that shut down the economy. What do you think is going to happen when you shut down an economy? Economies, it should be. The United States led the world and then everybody followed. Unbelievably, it was unbelievable for me to live through what we lived through. I, I still can't believe we did what we did. It was like a nightmare that I couldn't get out of. They shut down the economies. They disrupted the supply lines. Everything's, as they say in the military, foobar. Everything has an element of foobar in our society right now. If you don't know what foobar is, look it up. I can't say it on the air. Mixed, mixed audience. Uh, as supply lines get messed up, things, things aren't produced, chips don't get made, blah, 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 blah. Uh, everything down the line, right? Yet, during COVID, we had all this helicopter money coming in. It's just coming down. So we have all this money coming in, sitting back on Amazon, ordering all these things, but we have a problem in the supply line. We have a, a problem in Asia not making the, the iPhones like they're supposed to. We have a problem in India. We have a problem in Europe. We have a problem in the airlines. We have a problem of every facet of our lives. They disrupted the free market economy about as much as you will ever see in, a, in any kind of textbook situation. If Milton Friedman were alive today, honestly, I, we, have, uh, we have Art Laffer, and we love Art Laffer, and he's out there calculating stuff all the time and dropping bombs, all truth bombs all the time. But if Milton Friedman were alive today, boy, he would just be ripping Jay Powell instead of these sycophants on television saying, well, Jay Powell's, Jay Powell's a smart guy and he's going to get us out of this mess. Jay Powell created this mess. He created this mess along with the, the one before him, Bernanke, the guy with the beard. 
The disaster we're living through right now is inflation. The question is, how long does it stick? And is it sticking forever? That's something you should think about for a second. Is this forever inflation? It damn well could be. My gauge is cereal in the, in the aisle at the grocery store. Cereal, $7 a box? I mean, come on. You talk about a staple right up there with eggs? $7 for cereal? Are you out of your mind? I'm not going to pay that. By the way, that's the only way Milton Friedman would tell you. Hopefully, if, if we're in a quasi-free market capitalist system, but we've been corrupted, obviously, it's only to what degree. But hopefully in this system, if people don't buy $7 cereal, then the price goes down, right? Inflation is defined by too many dollars, helicopter money coming in, helicopter money, sit back and order everything you want. Too many dollars chasing too few goods. We choked off the system, got all this money, but we can't buy anything. Genius, Washington DC, genius. And now, Jay Powell and Janet Yellen have come up with this, she was alluding to this, this backstop of billions and billions of dollars to, to backstop the banks. So what that tells you is there are many other banks, maybe all the banks, including the big ones like B of A, that did exactly what Silicon Valley Bank did. And that is put their money in long-term paper, which was, I mean, these people are supposed to be smart, right? What are you doing in a bank putting your money in 10-year paper when you know, I mean, what, it's, it's as if they don't know their history. Okay, yeah, interest rates were bad, low, right, for about 13, 14 years, almost 15 years. So the banks locked that crummy rate up in long-term paper. Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't to me. So these banks lock their money up in long-term paper, and what happens? Jay Powell comes in and raises rates, explodes rates. That paper is locked up, and it's devalued. Silicon Valley Bank and the other banks, if they didn't do the same thing, I would be very surprised. So they come up with this backstop of billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars, to, to backstop the banks. Oh, don't worry, we're going to infuse money. It's quantitative easing, basically, right? We're going to throw all this money. Where's the money coming from, Jay? Well, Janet and I are just going to print it. But isn't that inflationary, Jay? Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I'm the chairman of the Federal Reserve. These people are cuckoo. They actually believe that they're smart and smarter than you, and they're not. We have to, and the stock market, by the way, is just kind of like in this suspended animation. <laughs> it's, like, it's like silly putty. I mean, we are living through unprecedented times, but uh, here's, here's the good news. I want to remind you that there are ways to protect yourself, and one of them, you know, I have a, a portfolio that um, does not have all my eggs in one basket, shall I say, um, diversified, if you will. Uh, I am in the stock market, for example, but I am in bonds, not long-term, not long-term bonds. But recently, as the interest rates went up, Grammy said, hmm, those T-bills, the short-term, like six months, look pretty attractive. 
But then there's this. Can you see this? And if you're listening and you're, you're, uh, you're only doing the audio, this is a coin I'm holding up. It's a little bit bigger than a dollar. It's heavy. It's a solid ounce. It's silver. And minted on here, this is not a legal tender, okay? But this is, uh, I believe, one full... I don't have all the specs on this, but I'm going to get it for you because you're going to want one of these when I divulge the next time. I'm just teasing you with this, okay? But this is an example of what you can do to protect yourself. This is one ounce of silver. And again, not a legal tender, but in terms of... Well, first of all, this is a conversation piece, and I'll tell you why later. Um, but... One ounce of silver could come in handy. Ten ounces of silver could come in handy. A hundred ounces of silver. And this is the kind of thing that you can keep in your, uh, in your safe. I hope you all have a safe, whether it's a gun safe or a money safe or a jewelry safe or what have you. Um, I highly recommend it uh, because we are living through... If you're looking at some of the videos I see on Twitter, I I'm just blown away by some of the violence uh, we're seeing out there. So... I encourage you to uh, fully exploit the Second Amendment as well. But this is what you need to protect yourself with. It's gold and silver. This is one way. Uh, this is not only a conversation piece, but it's something that, you know, if times happen the way they, they might, this is a protection. It's one of the few things, you know, precious metals, gold and silver, really is one of the few things. I mean, this thing's solid that the federal government, they can try and manipulate it, but they can't take control of the gold and silver because we are free to own gold and silver, thank God. Now, obviously, we have a history in this country of attempts to prevent us from owning, owning gold and silver, but here we are. We can own gold and silver, and I highly recommend, and I'll go into detail about um, where I recommend uh, putting uh, your hard-earned money that is just being killed by inflation. And, you know, over time, yeah, I think gold's been down in the last year or so, or, or kind of flat or whatever. Uh, silver kind of usually trails, follows gold. But um, over time, you look at the chart, it's up. You know, it's just like the stock market, it's up. And it is a hedge against the stock market. It's a hedge against Janet Yellen uh, and Jay Powell. It, again, it's the Fed who caused inflation along with the uh, fiscal policy in Washington, D.C., uh, big assist from those folks overspending at $31.5 trillion. By the way, I was finishing up my taxes. I do my own taxes, and I do a little program online, and it wouldn't let me finish. It was rejected by the IRS. I did an electronic file, and boom, it got kicked back. They said it had been rejected. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what did I do? You know what it turned out to be? You're not going to believe this. There was one month last year that I was kind of in between health insurance coverage. And so I, I said, what the heck, I got a little time here, I'm going to go into the exchange, uh, the Obamacare exchange. What a disaster that is. What an absolute disaster. Functionally, as you're you know, looking around, it's set up okay, but practically speaking, it's a disaster if you actually try and use this health care. It's a joke. Most of the reputable places don't even take many of the health care plans uh, on Obamacare. And so I just cut it. I, was, I didn't even have it for 20 days, and I got rid of it, and I have a, uh, another plan. Uh, but the interesting thing is, in my taxes, it said you have to complete a form something-something B. 
because it looks like your household was uh, involved, uh, enrolled in the Affordable Care Act. And I'm, <laughs> so you, uh, obviously, this confirms what we always knew, that the, the folks at Health and Human Services, Obamacare, were communicating with the IRS directly, or they have a, some sort of program that, that reads. And it's just disgusting the way our information is, is being meted out there. Who knows who has all our private information. But in the end, uh, I, I had to fill out this something something form B, and it gave me more of a refund. Let me repeat, it gave me more of a refund. And it reminded me what I've been saying about Obamacare since the beginning, back in, what, 2013, 2014, when we first started talking about Obamacare, that it's a huge scheme, just like climate change, to redistribute wealth. They actually use Obamacare as this cover, as this shell methodology of taking tax dollars from one person and giving to another. It's unbelievable. And this confirmed it and just reminded me of it. And by the way, in terms of our costs and inflated costs, the number one cost that people deal with in this country, by far head and shoulders, number two is college debt, which is also inflated by government and grants and all this nonsense that's out there right now. The, the cost of going to college wouldn't be as inflated as it is if it weren't for all these dollars that are chasing after college. Duh, supply and demand, okay? But the number one cost by far is healthcare. By far, head and shoulders. And it's exploding up every year. Thanks, Barack Obama. Remember, you can keep your healthcare plan. Oh, you can keep your healthcare plan. I used to have a good Obama. I, don't, I haven't done it in so long. I can't remember. Oh, uh, I'm Barack, you know, I, so you can keep your health care plan. If you like your health care plan, you can keep your doctor if you uh, like your doctor. And the rates will not go up. And the check's in the mail and blah, 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 blah. $31.5 trillion is our debt. You know what the interest now, because the interest rates, what's the Fed rate at right now? I haven't checked it in a while. It's, um, I think, 4.5%, 5%, something like that. It doesn't matter if Jay Powell, Jay raises another quarter point, he's painted into a corner. He can raise again, but the point I'm going to make right now is going to tell you he's stuck. He's stuck. Because right now, the way the rates are right now, the Fed rate, prime rate, around 4.5%, 5%, even if he raises it a little bit, that puts the debt service on this $31.5 trillion debt per annum at $1 trillion. Yep. Every year now, with the elevated interest rates, the service on our national debt is a trillion, a trillion, with a T, a trillion dollars. So, Jay can't raise the rates any higher than they are now. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to meet the debt service. We are not going to be able to meet the debt service on $31.5 trillion. He's painted into a corner here. And now he's talking about helicopter money for the banks. He created this mess and he can't get out of the mess that he created. He's stuck. He can't lower rates because of this bank calamity. We have inflation at six or something percent. Historically speaking, interest rates have to be higher. Milton Friedman would tell you this, I think, that interest rates historically should be higher than the rate of inflation. And you look back on the last 13, 14 years, where were interest rates? Effectively zero. What was inflation? 
2-3%. Out of whack for a decade and a half. There's another fundamental problem. Screwing with the economy. Artificially low interest rates. Interest rates should float. So in the end, we'll be lucky. We'll be lucky if we have a deep recession. We've, I, I've been making the argument that we've been in a recession for just about as long as Joe Biden's been in office, in the Oval Office. I make that argument, that, and, and there are other signs, inverted yield curves, for example. The, the yield curve is inverted, that's why SVB went broke. Um, and also, we had two consecutive quarters of negative GT, GDP. I don't know what's keeping, I don't, these numbers that we see out of Washington, D.C., the employment numbers, I don't believe this nonsense. I do not believe it. I don't believe it. And I don't believe the GDP numbers. I just, the environment out there is not exactly a boom 1980s environment. It's not. It's not even a, a Bill Clinton era 1990s environment. It's not even a pre-dot bomb um, environment. So we'll be lucky to have a deep re recession. So it's how deep this recession is. We're, I think we're in a recession. How deep does it go? Short term. Short term damage. We could be looking at hyperinflation. Yeah, like the Weimar Republic hyperinflation. Like Lebanon just went through. And uh, Venezuela recently went through. There are more recent examples of hyperinflation. In uh, Lebanon, they, they go to bed. It's uh, 1,500 to 1 to the dollar. They're, they're whatever their monetary va uh, system is, their dollar, whatever it is, their coin uh, whatever it's called, uh, they go to bed, it's 15 to 1, they wake up, it's 15,000 to 1. That could happen here. Short term, that could happen here. And then, it's not up to Janet Yellen, it's not up to uh, Jay Powell, it's up to the free market to fix itself at that point. And it's up to the free market to fix itself now. Powell, all he's doing is tinkering. All he's doing is screwing with people's minds in the, in the stock market. Long term, long-term, these functions in government explode, implode. Medicare and Social Security. The actuaries tell us they're going to go broke in six years, seven years. Oh, don't worry about it, Graham. They'll, they'll ride to the rescue. They'll find money. They'll jigger stuff. Right? You know, at some point, Peter Schiff and I um, talked about it ad nauseum. 2014, 2015, 2016. We were talking about interest rates being artificially low back then and that it was going to cause inflation at some point. Here we are. This is not rocket science. It's called economics. The laws of economics trump the laws of politics every time. And that's all we were talking about. And here we are paying the piper. And how you get out of this, I don't know, because it's unprecedented. But what if it's what they want? I'm not saying Jay Powell wants to crash the economy. I don't know about Janet Yellen. I don't trust her. But there are elements in leadership in Washington, D.C., who George Soros' disciples, who would love nothing more to see our entire economy crash. Because then... Then they can do a Barack Obama and government rides to the rescue. And then the government will 
make your life better, just like they did during COVID. Government made your life better, didn't they? Government knew exactly what to do during COVID, didn't they? Government told you what to do, protected you. Government told you to wear that mask that had all the bacteria on there. They knew how to protect you and lock you in your home and don't worry about the mental disaster that it was creating among the children, the school children, and retarding them. Am I allowed to use that word anymore? Retarding them? Yeah, it retarded them. Don't worry about the disaster it, it created for the economy and the businesses that closed. The government knew what they were doing. What if it is exactly what they want? Remember Psalm 23. You have nothing to fear if you have the Lord, right? Remember that and live by that, but... We also know that the Bible says prayer without action is dead. So we need to pray and we need to trust in the Lord and we need to remember Psalm 23 and Ephesians 6. If you don't know it, look it up. And we need to start protecting ourselves with, in my opinion, precious metals. And I'll talk more about this and specifically this wonderful coin that I know you're going to want. Um, very shortly. In fact, I'm just going to focus on mostly economic matters and how to fix this country matters. Because what else is there? If we don't fix this country and we don't keep an eye on the economy and protect ourselves, we lose everything as Americans. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, it's over. So you must protect yourself, you must protect your family against this runaway government-induced financial disaster. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.